Brad, what, can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. This is Rocky Patel. This is Alma the Santa. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Casey. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This is the Cigar Authority. The authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. In. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You know, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown, I amuse you? What the f*** is so funny about me? Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it, who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Very stunned. Son of a bitch, son of a bitch, son of a bitch, son of a bitch, son of a you thought I was going to say a son of a bitch, didn't you? <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light them up. <laughs> it's time for the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. October 18, 2014, broadcasting live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory and Museum in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida. Today, we light up in style. It's the Diamond Crown Experience with Bobby and Eric Newman. Lots of first here and lots of last with the J.C. Newman Factory. We'll get into each and every one of them. We have cigar news from the asylum, Old Fat Freddy in the aging room, gentlemen Chuck Morrison live with us here in Tampa, Florida. We'll get Debonair and lots more. Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of The Cigar Authority. And special, <laughs> and special it is. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location this week, high atop the worldwide headquarters of the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you light up along with us. And uh, you can just tune in to CigarAuthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. We were waiting for this. It's finally come. We brought uh, six of our listeners here with us along with uh, the whole crew here from the Cigar Authority. Missing one person, Barry Stein, who I know uh, Barry is listening in. He wasn't part of the group at that time, so he missed out. But we miss you, Barry. You would have loved what we've been through so far. Oh, it has been yeah. the Diamond Crown experience. Experience has. is the right word for what we've gone through. We have tried cigars no one has ever tried before. We saw the inner workings of the oldest cigar factory, the last cigar factory left in the United States. Here it is. They're making, believe it or not, folks, they're making premium cigars by machine. 
Am I right? Absolutely right. This is, I can't stop smoking them. And I got, uh, I got some right here. There we go. Got them in my pocket. You made ready those. To go. I made these. You made those. I have to say, these ones taste a little bit better than the rest of the ones you can just buy on the shelf. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you can't have them. They're mine. And uh, we smoke some special cigars of uh, things that are coming out in the future. This show is going to be futuristic cigars. They have let us in. They did all the right things. They let us in on the geek factor of, you know, we want, we want scoops. You're going to get scoops today. They are so. You're going to see they, new packaging. You're going to see new new cigars that aren't even out yet. We're going to taste blends of cigars that they haven't decided on. Is it going to be this or that? We'll make that decision right here on the show. Not only are we making that decision right here on the show, but they were kind enough to let the people that won the J.C. Newman experience, the Diamond Crown experience, come in, and they've given them the samples, and they're getting they're smoking they're them using now. their palate to test those blends That's right it. now. We're going we to figure out what it's going to be. The next big thing is right here, and it's right now. So let's try. I've been hearing about this cigar. Let me say it's got to be 10 years. They've been talking about this Diamond Crown for 10 years. Every year at the show, I say, what do you got new? And they tell me this cigar is coming out. <laughs> year after year after year. And finally, I have a sample of it anyway. I'll hand one to Chuck. Well, and the interesting thing about this sample, they, you, they gave us the sample yesterday, and they said, finally, yeah. the Black Diamond. But This is the Diamond Crown Black Diamond. But this isn't the one that's coming out. This is it. They this is the one we rejected after we went into half production, so we're going to switch everything up last minute. So the Black Diamond's not coming out yet. Guys, I have to play the voice of Barry today, okay? Yeah. He's on the chat box, yeah. and he is requesting, begging. I can hear him begging. He wants one of these. He wants one of these. Uh, can we make it happen? No. <laughs> Sorry, you had to be on the Diamond Crown experience, Barry. I can. I'm I just can pull this you, off. We, we get you back. I, I see one in the ashtray right over there. But this is, it's going. I believe, from what I understand, this is the cigar, but the wrapper is going to be changed to a Dominican. Well, they wrapper. had this. They had this thing all set, and of course, the Newman boys will come on and tell us about it. But they had this all set. It was ready to go. And they were ready to launch it. It wasn't giving them the wow factor. They were yes, looking they were looking for a wow. It's I very wowed good. me because I smoked it's very it good. yesterday, and I was wowed. But it didn't wow them because their palates are so sophisticated. It need, you, they need more. They need more. And they found more. Yeah, they found it. So I can't imagine what's going to happen smoking something that's more wow than this. In the next hour, we're going to smoke something from Nicaragua, from the Nicaraguan factory. And it's going to be number like 73 and 74 or whatever number, 13 and 14 or whatever it was because they've rejected so many. Not to be confused with our blind tasting numbers. Correct. This Correct. has nothing to do with the blind tasting. That's right. So the blind taste test is going on right now. And, and uh, while I'm here in Florida, they, uh, I'm getting emails from people. I haven't received my cigars and everybody freaking out and stuff. The cigars went out on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. And if you haven't got them yet, listen, there's still time. We're going to have plenty of time to do it. Actually, next week's show, we're going to smoke the next four cigars, the one you guys will be receiving. But um, cigar number 9, 10, 11, 12 went out on Monday. If you haven't got them yet, you're going to get them on, you'll get them Monday. Um, plenty of time. You're going to have till um, November 3rd? Yes, you have until November 3rd. To, to get your final to smoke voting. those last four cigars. So it shouldn't be a problem. But what, what should be a problem is we've, we started the show and we haven't lit up yet. So let's light up. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, 
tradition and excellence. And what an excellent triple cap on the cigar. I'm going to find a nice place to cut it. It is, uh, it is, it is a dark cigar. I'm going in and out, Chuck. I don't know if... Uh, I am as well. Yeah. Um, it is a dark cigar. I would say it is a Maduro. Um, it's the black I, diamond. It's black. That's what I'm going so with. I'm, but I think they're going to go with a, um, a sun-grown, Dominican sun-grown. Before we butcher the whole thing, we probably should uh, let them tell us. Yeah, I don't know, Chuck. It's just one ear, right? One ear. Still right now? It goes back and forth. I don't know how you people in the chat box, are you hearing us in and out? Uh, Because that's what I'm getting here anyway. So uh, here's a cigar. Here's a a lighter that is the lighter to take on a plane. And I'll tell you why. For some reason, it doesn't get detected. It doesn't. This is what I take all the time. Just throw it right in your carry-on. Because it, it, it doesn't have enough of a metal body? Or Maybe, what, yeah. What, what is it that's here? I, I put know. it in with they my shaving stuff, liquid. and that's the one that ends up going through every, every You know what time. it is? It looks like, it just on the, probably on the x-ray, it looks like a bottle that holds two ounces of liquid. And there's clearly liquid in it, and it's all set. Yeah, which is it's actually gas. Right. Well, in liquid form. Yeah. So this Highly is, explosive. This is the Vertigo Vortex. This is the Cyclone. Oh, this is the Cyclone. The Vortex is the big one. This is the Cyclone. This is the, the $10 lighter. and um, That we're actually not supposed to talk about, but what else are we going to get here on our carry-on? So we had to use this one. Well, and no Sorry. problem. Sorry, Dave. And we, we've all taken it separately, uh, although uh, the, the people here at J.C. Newman are probably my biggest customers when it comes to this particular <laughs> lighter. Uh, they buy them by the hundreds. Yeah, they do. Uh, it's a great lighter. And it's a triple jet, and it's perfect. Uh, we've done some outdoor smoking. Uh, usually I do a lot of indoor smoking, but we've done indoor and outdoor here, and the weather has been perfect, and uh, this lighter has been perfect for me. So lighten up the Black Diamond. Uh, so this should, be, this should have a name to it. This is the Black Diamond with the wrong wrapper on it or something. I don't know. This was supposed to be the Black Diamond. Yes. This is Black Diamond Edition 1 that will never be out. And then they're going to come out with Edition 2. And people are going to be like, what? Why is this Edition 2? We never saw Never saw number one. Number one. This is the ghost. This is the one. This is the gray ghost. Yeah. The black ghost. The black ghost. There's something there. Anyway, uh, so 9, 10, 11, 12 of the blind taste test has gone out. Next week, uh, we will have uh, Victor Vitale on the show. We'll be back live from Salem, New Hampshire, a two-guy smoke shop. Uh, Victor will be there, and we're going to smoke 9 and 10 in one hour and 11 and 12. Kids, don't try this at home. We're professionals. Uh, we can do four cigars in two hours, but it's not for regular people, so please don't try this at home. Uh, yes. I, I know you don't dig on swine. Yeah. But my mother used to make ham, and she made this orange glaze. So you got to think about what, what the, the, that citrus quality, the sweetness from an orange on the glaze. Now, you're going to switch over, and you're going to go to a different part of pork, just the ribs, and now you're going to go smoky, sweet barbecue sauce. You're going to make a mashup of those two flavor profiles. Boom! And that is edition one of the Black Diamond that none of you are going to get the chance to smoke ever in your life. And I'm sorry that you won't. Because that's a winner as it is. So why doesn't it just become something else? If they've gone as far as they have and it didn't wow them quite enough to be the Black Diamond, but it is a sensational cigar, 
Why doesn't this become something else? 64 retail stores that are J.C. Newman lounges, Diamond Crown lounges is the reason. They've got exacting standards. You can only be a Diamond Crown lounge if you meet those standards, and you can only be a Diamond Crown cigar if you meet those standards. Why? Is the Black Diamond going to be only Diamond Crown lounges? That's a rumor that I'm trying to start right oh, now. Oh, you're starting that rumor. Okay, so that's what we're going to go with. That's what we're going to go with. So we're at the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory and Museum. It was established in 1895. It's the oldest family-owned premium cigar maker in the United States. And we saw historic stuff going around here. Not my first go-around, but they've been doing this for 119 years. So big, big day coming. 120-year anniversary. You know, I see people celebrating their 10-year anniversary and their 20-year anniversary. This is a guy out there celebrating 50 years. 120 years. Well, so let's think about what Diamond Crown is. Diamond Crown is the celebration of their 100th anniversary. Right. 20 years ago. 19 so years ago. So it'll be their 20th anniversary cigar. So they have of, a 20th anniversary of just this Diamond Crown line, but 120 of the whole company. Whole company. 120 years. Uh, founded in Cleveland, Ohio by Julius Caesar Newman. Not the Julius Caesar, but the Julius Caesar. As far as I'm concerned, this is the Julius Caesar, and then there's that other guy. He didn't spell his name properly. Or the other guy didn't. So, yeah, someone at, uh, and the guys will tell us the story, I'm sure, but somebody at Ellis Island, is that correct? Baltimore, you needed needed to have a middle name. He went with Julius, and the guy didn't know how to spell Caesar. The Caesar, I'm sorry, and the guy didn't know how to spell Caesar, and he flipped the A and the E around. There we go, you got the answer. Most famous misspelling in the history of cigars right there. There we go. And uh, they came here to Ybor City, and that's where we are, in, uh, in Tampa, Florida, in 1959. And the family has uh, gone through four generations, and we see their, their children growing up and becoming the next generation. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, Hungarian uh, immigrants that start in this business, and here's the kids. Keep, keep it going on for years and years, uh, from 1895. So uh, they have uh, the Quest Array, 1895. That's where the year comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of brands uh, over the years. Um, Quest Array, as I mentioned, uh, Diamond Crown, which uh, this is the Diamond Crown experience. We have smoked them all. We have smoked the regular Diamond Crown, for lack of a better name. We've There's nothing regular about it. It's exceptional. The Julius Caesar, which we mentioned, uh, for the founder, their great their, yeah. their grandfather. And the Maximus, which is the maximum flavor, uh, fuller-bodied. But on the Julius Caesar, which we, I really liked, we smoked a little Perfecto, mm. which is the original size of it. Um, it's like it's, it's the Tic Tac version of cigars. You may not have time to just go with a full-on breath mint. You only have time for just a little Tic Tac. And boom, that's it. Plenty of flavor. Oh, my God. Packed with flavor. Don't let the size fool you. But lots of cigars uh, that, that they handle. Uh, we saw Trader Jack's, which is their uh, F cigar, flavored cigar. <laughs> the F word, right? Uh, they have Don Jose out of Honduras, El Baton, Brick House, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, Alcazar, uh, Quorum, huge volumes of Quorum uh, going out of there. We went into the shipping room and... Uh, see that really moving. Perla del Mar, which is, uh, I don't want to say the most underrated, but not talked about enough. It deserves more attention. Perla del Mar. I, ha- I have to tell you, though, Perla del Mar sells. It sells. 
I'm, I'm blown away by it because it really doesn't get a whole lot of attention. There's I was afraid people it was that are gonna, on it are on it. That's right. And uh, what you made was a Rigoletto, Blackjack Rigoletto, which you can, which you made. Uh, I think this is, well, that's what the bag is. I made a Factory 57 oh, throw-up. Oh, there you go. They just they, they Which, incidentally, nice folks, is the worst name in <laughs> history. <laughs> and we maybe get into a little of that. But uh, also, uh, and we saw a presentation of the Diamond Crown humidors. Uh, we pick up the uh, Diamond Crown lead crystal ashtrays. High-quality uh, stuff that's out there uh, with the diamond name attached to it. So lots going on with them. Um, they have been first at many, many things over the years that have happened. J.C. Newman was the first to package in cellophane. You take a cigar out of cellophane, you don't think much of it. It's there for protection of the cigar, keep it clean, hands don't touch it, uh, for shipping purposes and stuff. They invented it. They started the standard of it. First people to ever do it. You're celebrating the birth of your child. Oh, just go to the store and pick up some It's a Boy and Girl cigars. They came up with that idea. They introduced it, the first people to ever do it. Lots and lots of firsts. After the Cuban embargo, J.C. Newman introduced Cameroon. You like Cameroon wrappers on a cigar? Absolutely. First people to ever do it, ever, was them. Cuesta Ray Cigar Bar in Tropicana Field, uh, home of the Blue Rays, the uh, Bay Rays. Uh, first cigar bar. Devil Rays. I Devil Rays? Yeah. Tampa. Just the Rays. Just Rays? Go with the Rays. They took the devil out of it. Should have stayed in. But uh, first one to ever do that. Now you see other people doing it. So they're not the copycats. They're the innovators of uh, the industry. Um, as we walked in the front door and we went for a tour, been to it a couple of times, a museum, a cigar museum, showing all these firsts that happened and all the different things as time went on and stuff. Where else are you going to see a cigar museum? I would have to say that they're the first cigar museum. That's it. Uh, in 2001, they uh, formed and joined with the Fuente family to create the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, 5013C, there to help raise money and help the poor people of the Dominican Republic, where they have hospitals and schools for them and millions of dollars that they've, they've put into it and help uh, the people of that country. Uh, they're the first to do that. These are things I hope are copycatted, that other people end up doing these things and copy it. But a lot of work has been put into it. Um, those that are on the, the chat room right now and uh, out there in the Internet, the first people I can ever recall to ever have a place for cigar people to go on, on a computer to all hook up and talk was the CigarFamily.com. Which is uh, the brainchild of, I believe, was it Dawson? Drew. Drew. Drew, Drew yeah, Newman. Drew Newman. Yeah, he said, uh, let's put a website together. And they said, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. What is a website? <laughs> 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 and it was right at the beginning. Yeah. It was right at the beginning. He drew the picture that is that, that front yeah. facing on the – so if you guys go to the website, open up another browser, don't close ours, but uh, you'll be able to see what the website looks like, and it yeah. came yeah. from Drew's drawing. Yeah, unbelievable. So it's a lot of first, but it is also a last. Not the first, but the very last. It is the last working factory here in Tampa, which in one day was hundreds of cigar factories that made cigars 
and they were all pushed out because of different things and taxation and, and different laws and things like that. And here it is, the last standing one that, that exists. Here it is here in Tampa. We're in it right now. It's historic, but the last one. It is the dinosaur. We're in the dinosaur. This is it. And the idea is to keep it alive. SaveCigarCity.org. And, and they do everything here from fermentation of the tobacco all the way on the bottom floor, sorting. They've got the rolling. They've got the packaging. They put the cellophane on it. Uh, you guys, they, they were fairly innovative as far as putting uh, barcodes when they decided they were going to sell individual cigars out of their bundles as a request from some of their yeah. retailers. Uh, lots of great stuff going on. And they were so generous with both of them with their time. Splitting our group, taking us off on uh, separate tours through the whole thing was very cool. Unbelievable. This is the Diamond Crown experience. If your local retailer is not part of the Diamond Crown experience, is not offering you this opportunity to do it, mention it to them. Say, please, get, get, call the people at J.C. Newman and get on board so you can uh, have a chance to win. Because that's what happened. They won these. Yeah. Yeah. They bought a few cigars and got a chance to win a trip of a lifetime because you can't buy it. This is the Diamond Crown experience, and you know what? It's not for sale. You can't buy it, which makes it even more special. You can't buy it. Their time, how valuable is this? Time that is they're the, wasting their time the looking valuable. at us. <laughs> <laughs> and letting us broadcast from here. It's amazing. It's amazing. So uh, with, with, uh, without further ado, let's, let's go to break so that we can bring Bobby and Eric Newman on. When we come back, we'll be joined by the Newmans, the Newman brothers, who want to own and operate a family company, the Cigar Family. Uh, we're going to have brother versus brother in the classic three-way. Uh, we'll look at, uh, at uh, new cigars they have planned coming in the future. We'll look at um, the stuff uh, of the, their old, which they make new again. Diamond Crown used to exist years ago. This is a 19-year version of it, but it's been out before. We'll find out about that and lots more. So stick around, everybody. we got uh, crazy news from the asylum. Old Fart Freddy. This is not the place to do that kind of thing, but you got him going on anyway. Oh, he's going on. He's going on. And Stick around, record, everybody. I'm yeah. not pulling any punches either. No punches. We're live from the last standing cigar factory here in the United States in Tampa, Florida, at the J.C. Newman Diamond Crown Experience. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try one of our Decade Cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the Decade. Try it. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? 
Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. Oh, yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up, but oh, yeah, they're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light, for there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Siri is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're back. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast about cigars and the nonsense surrounding it. No nonsense going here. It's all business. Yeah. No, we've been having a lot of fun. <laughs> we're live at the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory and Museum and joined by the owners of the last standing cigar factory here in Tampa, the gentlemen of the cigar industries, the patriarchs, of the Cigar Family, it's Eric and Bobby Newman. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. Welcome to our company, Dave. We're, yes. We are delighted to share the Democrat experience with, with you and your customers over here. I met some of the greatest people in the world. Yeah. Cigar the, people are great. They are, but I saw Dan and John, yeah. Nick, I see Scott, and excuse me. Ricky. Ricky, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> So, so bashful that, that back there. We yeah. have a couple, a couple guys went fishing today. Yes, too. but uh, they're coming back from a rough night. It's been, uh, they don't want to do any sleeping while they're here. That's the idea <laughs> of it because they want every three days of it, and they want to spend none of that sleeping. And we had bed check last night at 10 o'clock. Yeah. We, and amazingly, nobody was in the bed. Yeah, yeah. They're enjoying it. The weather's been beautiful. Thank you for that. I know you guys pull no punches. I mean, it's about great weather, everything. We've got New Hampshire weather here now. Yes, yeah, New Hampshire. It's nice, beautiful, beautiful. Except for you won't see our palm leaves. Yeah, all our your palm trees don't change leaves the way we All of your you leaves are here. green. That's the only difference. So we started off here in Tampa 100 years ago with how many different cigar factories? Tampa in its heyday had 150 factories. This was the premium. This is the cigar capital of the, sure. of the world. Sure, was. The cigar industry yeah. came came from Key West to Tampa in 1886, and it's heyday at 150 factories. We moved down here in 1954 from Cleveland. There were 10 big family-owned companies still left, still making premium cigars, yeah. making Cuban cigars, Cuban filler, Cuban binder, and Cuban wrapper. Before the 60s, right? The 60s. Yeah. Then the embargo came. Tell them how many cigars there they were making a year. 
oh, one time there was Tampa had his uh, 500 million cigars a wow. year in 1930. And the reason Just Tampa. And, and now we know it's, it's about 300 million Correct. total. Correct. And there was 500 million just here. That's right. Can you imagine that? And everyone was using Cuban wrapper binder filler. Wow. It's, it's, it's amazing. You know, if all of us were going to go in the wine business, I would recommend we go to Napa Valley or Sonoma. So Tampa was the Napa Valley of the, of the cigar industry of the, of the world. You guys are too young to remember uh, having made Cuban cigars here? Oh, no, no, I do. Because, you know, yeah? We came here in 1954, and I remember Mom would bring us down, tour the factory to meet everybody. Uh, we were making 300,000 cigars a day then. Can you wow. Well, Bobby, you were seven years old when the embargo came. I remember it like, listen, I remember, really? I remember how upset my father was. You know, on our tour yesterday, you know, what really led to the demise of the Tampa cigar industry as we know it, from 150 factories to 10 factories to now, where it was the Cuban embargo, but I uh, told the story on our tour, Bobby told us that Cuba had a buzzword then like it does now, and when the embargo came, the 10 left fact, 10 surviving factories at that time were eating to the inventory of Cuban tobacco. In fact, one of our competitors, Garcia Vega, yeah. put on their boxes said, yes, we still have Havana. So my father got nervous to get one bill for the 1958 Pinar do Rio crop of Cuban tobacco. So then anybody ever asked him, Stanford, do you have Cuban tobacco like Garcia Vega does? Said, of course we do. We still, we kept that, get one bell. We still have that one bell I've still seen in the it. basement. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, Bobby broke some rules in showing it to us. We went in places that it clearly said, do not go here, and we went there anyways. <laughs> it's, so thank it's, you, Bobby. It's over 50 years old. Okay. It's age, and, uh, yep. So anybody ever asked us, do we have pre-embargo Cuban tobacco? Yes, of course we do. We do. There, there was a brand called Bansy's back in the 70s and 80s made by Villazon. Sure. And they used to say, uh, Made with Havana, made with Havana filler. And what they would, if they're if they're telling the truth, they're probably sprinkling sprinkling yeah. those pieces. They of had a salt color. shaker, exactly. That they waved <laughs> over the bill. <laughs> <laughs> so for, yeah, for the most part, all that stuff has gone through the cigar boom that we all lived through in the in the 90s, where uh, you couldn't get any tobacco, and then people saying to this day that oh, we're using tobacco from 20 years ago. There was no tobacco 20 years ago. Correct. You know, you don't have any of that, but again, you're able to say, yeah, we have Cuban tobacco. We have it. Hang we on we do. It. Truth of it is, the flavor isn't there anymore. Of course. You can't keep tobacco for 50, 60 years now yeah. and have it, but flavor, we still, still have it, though. Yeah, just as a uh, trophy, basically, of uh, history of the early years. It's, the, like, it's like a trophy wife. Yes, yeah. yeah. Which, which, we, we all have trophy wives, right? We sure do. So... Uh, was Cuban tobacco the best tobacco? Is that why everybody used it? It was. They had the, the soil. Yeah. And the factories. But it know. was it was close. One good thing, it was you didn't have to go that far for it. It's 90 miles. wasn't that far away. But it was, you know, everybody was using puro, pure Cuban tobacco. That was it. They weren't blending. Best tobacco in the world was Cuba at that, yeah. at, at, at that time. Then the embargo came. And a lot of the growers moved to places like the Dominican Republic, whose climate was similar. The uh, soil was kind of like Cuba. And historically, the best cigars are made in the factories near the source of the tobacco. So you have a lot of Cuban factories using Cuban tobacco. That's why the Dominican Republic is so popular. Nicaragua, yeah, yeah. Nicaragua too, because they have the factories 
close to where the tobacco is grown. Now, uh, and I remember the big talk of the 90s was that um, Carlito Fuente, your partner, was uh, coming up with a Dominican Puro, which had never been done before. So there was Puro, you know, when you would think Puro, you would say Claire Havana was was the Puro. And there wasn't other Puro. Uh, everything else was blended at that point, and Dominican Republic was going to come out with a pure Dominican cigar, including the wrapper, which they said couldn't be done. This was the big thing that they're going to make a wrapper, and it's going to burn well, and this was the big talk. At the same time that that was going on, I don't know if I even ever told you the story of it, but it's coincidental because we had Pete Johnson on last week, so I'm going to tell the story, that you guys were coming out with Diamond Crown to celebrate your 100th anniversary. At the same time of the big launch that everybody was talking about of this mysterious, pure Dominican cigar, Opus X. Fuente, Fuente, Opus X is the big talk. And there wasn't going to be enough of Opus X around, and there wasn't going to be enough of Diamond Crown around either because they were just doing that also. But this was your big 100th anniversary cigar. So you guys are going to start in the West Coast with Diamond Crown, and we lucky people up in the uh, Northeast are going to get Opus X for the first time, and this thing is going to crisscross however long it's going to end up taking. So we got the Opus X. But I had had a sample of the Diamond Crown, which to me was the perfect cigar for me. I love Diamond Crown to this day, and I loved it the first time I ever tried it. And as everybody was talking about in the Northeast of this Opus X, because it was impossible to do, I want a Diamond Crown because for myself, you know, this is what I was going to like better. And I tried the Opus X and I said, wow, it's awful powerful. And it wasn't a a strong, strong cigar at that point to that kind of level because that Dominican uh, wrapper was so full body. And uh, but I wanted Diamond Crown. So I got a call from a a friend, if you want to call him, or he was an early on customer and uh, out in California and he says, you like those Diamond Crowns, huh? And I said, yes, I do. And he, uh, he's a worker in a cigar shop, Gus's Smoke Shop out of California. And uh, he said, how about if you send me seven boxes of Opus X, and I'll send you ten boxes of Diamond Crown. We'll just trade. Math, I did the math, and this is how it will work out, because it was more, bo- more cigars. Your, your box only had 15 cigars right. in it, and their box had all different odd numbers, which is a weird thing anyway, of every box is a different um, right. count. So uh, I said, yeah, I would love to do that, because I actually want Diamond Crowns myself. So uh, this, this uh, employee from Gus's Smoke Shop traded the cigars with me, and I traded the cigars with him. So what, what year were we talking about, 93? 90, 97. 96, 97, probably. Oh, it had to be 96, 95 even. 95, maybe. Yeah? So, because we hadn't left yeah, East Boston be, yet. It would, I think it would have to be 95. So I sent it to him, he sent it to me, and I had my Opus X out, and I had my Diamond Crowned out, which was, to me, nobody else had it up there, and it was my favorite that was there, and there it was, and I showcased it like I had the second coming. Here it was. I was so happy. And um, Don DeCappen, your, your, your old rep, come in the store, and he sees it, and he goes, Diamond Crown, where did you get these? And I said, I got them. Because of the neighborhood I grew up with is, is the response you would give that that's it. That's as far as the story goes. 
And he said, okay, and he left. And the next day, Don DeCappa opened the door. The next day, usually he'd show up once a month. The next day he came in, he opened the door, and he said, you're shut off for one month. You're not getting any cigars from us for a whole month because we were on allocation at that time. You just get whatever. And I go, what happened? He said, Gus's Smoke Shop in California. I said, oh, my God, that is unbelievable. Uh, you're a Columbo. You're a modern-day Columbo. How did you figure that out? And he says, I figured it out, and that's who you got him from. And he was 100% right. And I'm like, how could that happen? So I called Gus's Smoke Shop. And I said to the guy that I made the deal with, what the hell happened? And he said, oh, my God, I was just so excited to have it. When the rep came in and asked me, where did you get these cigars? I said, oh, I switched with Two Guys Smoke Shop. He said, we got shut off for a month. We're not getting any cigars. I said, us either. But you're not supposed to tell on us, <laughs> Pete. It was Pete Johnson, oh, who's Tatuai yes, Cigars. Yes. He was the guy at the other cigar store. And I go, Pete. Where the hell did you grow up that you actually <laughs> told on me? And he goes, I really didn't mean to do it. It was, they just asked a question. I just came out and said what it is. And I'm like, oh, God. Okay. And I forgave him. And uh, later on, he became Tatuaje. And, uh, you know, my first business interaction, other than just selling him cigars, was him actually wanting that Opus X. And when I went down to the factory in the Dominican Republic with Carlito, he says, do you know Tattoo Pete? And I said, I don't know Tattoo Pete. I don't know who he is. He says, he's got an Opus X tattoo on his arm. And I said, no, I don't even know him. Well, that turned out to be Pete Johnson, and uh, that's what they called him. And uh, that was my first Diamond Crowns, which was much, much in advance of us even getting them. But here it is 19 years later, and uh, we have Diamond Crown today. We're at the Diamond Crown Experience. So that's my Diamond Crown. Now, speak, speaking of 19, can, yeah. can we talk about the Black Diamond? No. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, before we go on, uh, Eric and I want to welcome one of your great assets, uh, Dave Groflin. It's man on my right, uh, Mr. Jonathan. Yeah. Just most people stop at ass, but I appreciate you adding, <laughs> adding the ets to that. Yeah. I do appreciate that. You, know, you weren't supposed to trade Diamond Crown Opus X. No one told me. Yeah, they said you couldn't sell them. Ignorance. You couldn't sell them to another store, so I traded them. Ignorance it was a loophole. Bliss. You know loopholes they have in, in politics all the time. You guys are close with the politics. I know, I know Mr. Loop, and I know Mr. Hole. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, statutes of limitations have run out. So you, now you can, I got spanked during the cigar boom, and uh, I, I was just amazed at how fast he found out. But it was the same thing of somebody in California seeing the, the uh, Opus X and saying, well, where did you get this? And he was all proud to say, you know, he traded with me. So uh, big fan, Pete Johnson, of obviously of, of your stuff. And, uh, we introduced Diamond Crown to Grand Havana Room in 1995. In Beverly Hills, and Pete Johnson was there. Yeah, yeah. With his tattoos yeah. of, of Opus X on his arm. He probably had extras. That's why he wanted to switch with me or whatever ended up happening. But uh, we both got spanked for it. But yeah. I think I was the winner when all came, came done. I think so. Well, you ended up with Diamond Crown. Yeah. So do you have 
great taste. Yes. And here we are 20 years later. Yeah. The Diamond Crown experience, we're still here. There it is. So who, who would have known? But it's a go-to cigar for me, honestly. I mean, it, it's uh, we interview a lot of people in the cigar industry, but Diamond Crown is the cream of the crop. I mean, it's a, it's a go-to cigar for me. I've always loved it. Uh, this is your dad's thought process. Dad the gets cigar. the credit. In, yeah. in the early 90s, Dad wanted to have a special cigar for upcoming then, our 100th anniversary in 1995. So Dad got with Carlito about making a special cigar for our anniversary. Dad was a cigar manufacturer all of his life, and um, he wanted to make a very special cigar. Didn't care how long it took to make, um, what it cost to make, even whether it's sell or not. He just wanted to make a very special cigar. And Dad knew that the thicker the cigar, the more leaves you can blend to maintain it. Again, ahead of his time. Ahead of his time, now thick cigars are popular, but the 54, right? 54, right back, and then 52, 50 was the largest 50 was size. about it, yeah. And Dad said he wanted 54, and, and Carlos you know, said, we don't have any molds for 54. Make Dad em. said, get them. Yeah. This is, this is what I want to do. <laughs> So at that time, first 54 ring size cigar. So your, your dad really was a kind of a no BS guy. What he wanted was what he wanted. It was, but he also, dad had a philosophy that if you, you you've got to be an innovator. If you copy someone else, in, in our industry, like many other industries, people copy each other, but or knock, knock off uh, each other. Dad said, if you are a copycat, you don't deserve to be successful. You, could, you have to be an innovator. And... You know, going back to that grand opening uh, for Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge, uh, Diamond Crown in 1995 at, at Beverly Hills, the Grand Havana Room, uh, Mel Gibson was there and Jim Belushi. Oh, wow. And qu- great story. Right was by. here recently, I heard. The uh, girls were telling me last night that they, uh, that Jim Belushi was in town. And stop by, no? Oh, oh for the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. 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 He's, uh, he's, uh, Jim is a, is a very good friend. We've been to his home before. Great guy. Great, huge supporter of Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. Last Super Bowl was in Tampa like three years ago. And he called me to tell me he's coming here. He's, he's going to be in Tampa. Um, and I wanted, he wanted to stop by. This was on a Saturday. So I got my kids and Shira, a chief financial officer, uh, uh, over here. It was working on Saturday. He came in a stretch limousine, the longest limousine I've ever seen. And he'd been out Kind of like the other guys here, late at very night. Yeah. I don't think he went to sleep. And I uh, came in, smoked a cigar with us. Kindest, nicest person. Huge, huge fan of cigars. I remember an interview with him saying that he, he loved the Opus X and stuff, was his favorite cigar, while he owned a different cigar brand himself. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So an honest guy. <laughs> yeah, extremely. Yeah. Extremely. Wow. So um, the idea of this black diamond, which has been talked about for years and years, is for the 120th anniversary? Yeah, you know, we came out with Diamond Crown originally in 1995, and as people's cigars, as cigar smokers' taste became more mature, they wanted a little fuller flavored cigar, people said, we need to have a stronger Diamond Crown. And we didn't want to change the blend of Diamond Crown because it's a winning blend. You sure? Then it is t- t- today. So we came out with Diamond Crown Maximus, right. which is a... a Higher octane cigar in nineteen in two thousand, then uh, and for our, our grandfather's hundred and thirty fifth birthday, two thousand ten we came out with Julius Caesar in honor of uh, Grandpa JC, and now we are looking for our fourth edition of Diamond Crown, the, the Black Diamond. We've been working with uh, the Fuentes for about two two years now, and what you're smoking now was close. We wanted a wild cigar. 
It's a very good cigar. We're very gonna, good. They're going to launch it. It's but, exceptional. But not good enough. Not good enough. Not, not good enough. This was it's pretty wow. I, got, I, I really want to try what wow is because this is it. We want, for Diamond Crown, we want some really exceptional. And the Fuente's got some tobacco around Chateau de la Fuente, Dominican wrapper that we are that we've gotten hold of in the way the Fuente's processed. And it's going to be dark like this? It gets dark. Yeah. And that's the taste. Because I've been noticing the, the wrapper on the Opus X has been lighter and lighter over the years, lighter in color. So this will become that wrapper but dark? Yeah, at the top of the plant. Okay. Richer, heavier, full of flavor. Yeah. And that's what we're looking to launch next July at the IP C C CPR. So the, the blend here that I have is correct except the wrapper? Yes. Okay. But it's going to change the flavor. It does profile. change dramatically. I've had many cigars that they, the last minute was a switch off in the wrapper, and it becomes a whole different cigar. Oh, boy. I'm sorry we don't have samples. Uh, Rich Dolag brought, uh, I think, six cigars with him, and we smoked them. And uh, it is, if we had them, we'd give them to you. It is beyond the wow factor. It's something, uh, it just has a unique taste. I think Mr. Jonathan and you, David, will love it. Okay. Will adore it. And uh, it's one of those cigars. I, I learned this from Carlito. The first cigar dinner we did was in 1980. The first cigar dinner I've ever seen was 1988. It was with Carlos Fuente Jr. We were in Sarasota. And uh, this is before the boom. And one of the, one of the people, one of the customers, the, the attendees asked, Mr. Fuente, what's your favorite cigar? And he thought for a minute. And he said, how could you choose among your children? Yeah. Great answer. Yeah. But everyone has their favorite. If you're going to go on a, a desert island, what would you take with you? And I, I, we would, I'm not going to speak for Eric, I would take the Diamond Crown, uh, the Diamond Crown Classic Number no. 5, double fermented Connecticut Shade Wrapper, and I would take the Julius Caesar, any size of the Julius Caesar. Uh, Dave and Chuck, would you like to weigh in on what my Desert Island cigar is? We know the answer. Yeah. You know the answer. Yep. Yeah. It's perfecto. It is the perfecto. Yeah. Yep. Julius Caesar perfecto. Yeah, I, I love that. That's. It tastes different than the others. It actually it, has it, a different taste. For such a small cigar, yeah. for it to change so many times, it yeah. really is remarkable. It's a blending masterpiece. Yeah. It, it, it burns it, slow. It's small, but it burns slow. Get a long time out of that little cigar. Absolutely. Yeah. Unique, unique. Of course, we knocked off our grandfather's a picture downstairs you saw in his original office. Yes. Uh, there's a picture of him uh, in his three-piece suit uh, in the early 20s. Or maybe it's the teens, Eric. And Maybe it's the turn of the century. And he's holding a 1895 Perfecto cigar. That, that was the cigar. That was the shape back around the turn of the century. We wanted, what we wanted to come up with a cigar similar to what Grandpa J.C. made 1895. Unfortunately, there's nobody around living today that was living in 1895. So went back to the old pictures. And it right. was like every cigar manufacturer made a classic Perfecto. And that's what we made. Did you know him? Did you yes. ever meet him? Yes. Oh, yeah. Grandpa J.C. died when I was 10, and, and Bobby was 7, in fact. In, in our book here, there's a picture of Grandpa J.C. and, and Bobby on, on the swings. In yeah, the, yeah, in yeah. The, in that, that book. Of uh, your, your, your dad's book that he wrote, uh, at, uh, 90 years old? He was 90 years old when he wrote this? He was about 85. It's yeah. published by Forbes. And, but there's a, there's a picture in here of Bobby and, and Grandpa J.C. And I... I I wish I knew Grandpa Jason. He wrote his autobiography as well before he died. I wish I, I wish I had known him. I wish we were older. Here, I, I don't know if you can see this. This is Bobby. 
Wow. Seven years old and Grandpa JC on this uh, on the swing on set. On the swing set. Just, show Mr. Johnson there. Because Grandpa JC bought nice. a swing set for Bobby and me when we first moved to Tampa. And that was that was him. First generation. Well, he'd be proud of you guys uh, keeping it going and, and the way you're doing it. It's wonderful. Well, well he started out as a Jason Newman Cigar Company yeah. in 1895. And then he merged with the only other factory he left in Cleveland, Mendelssohn Company, and became M&N for many, many years. Then in, back in 1997, during the heart of the cigar boom, everybody and their brother was getting to, into the cigar business. And we got we go to the trade show and people said, buy my cigars. I've been in business for five months. Buy my cigars. I've been in business for five weeks. Heck, we've been in business for 100 years. So we went back to our roots. We changed the name back to the original name, J.C. Newman Cigar Company, so we could connect the dots. You're talking about our anniversary cigar. We want to come out with Black Diamond. Two reasons. One is to celebrate 20th anniversary of Diamond Crown, but also to celebrate the 120th anniversary of our company. I know some of our competitors are touting their wings that this is their 20th year in business. Yeah. Well, it's great. 20 years in business is great. Sure. We just added one in front of it. Right. 120 years. 120 same years. Same family, same company. And that's, yeah. that's kind of special. So we want to make a special cigar for his very special anniversary. So you think you'll have it out this time next year? It'll be out there uh, on the streets? We will. Do you have a price range in mind? Is it going to be priced like Diamond Crown? Or are you going to bring it up to... Uh... It'll be priced like Diamond Crown. But you also mentioned it in the first uh, segment of your show this, this afternoon. Every Diamond Crown that we make, we give the Diamond Crown Scar Lounges six months exclusive. Okay. Every new cigar. This Diamond Crown experience with these gentlemen here today. Yeah. Great, great project, great oh my pr- promotion, but only available to Diamond Crown lounges. <clears throat> and I, <clears throat> Shannon Lee's out here, and I give her a lot of credit. Our vice president of marketing. One of our ish, one of our challenges we've, you know, like in your business, we've been able to reinvent ourselves, whatever challenge is thrown at us. The greatest challenge we have as an industry, you have is you can't smoke anywhere. Right. All these smoking bans are really, if you go out to dinner and you, you smoke a cigar after dinner and you go to a restaurant, you can no longer smoke. You know, we aren't, so you won't smoke a cigar that night. You won't smoke two cigars the next day to make up for right. it. Right. Absolutely. It's gone. Lost, lost business. But fortunately, most states give an exemption to cigar stores. So the s- smart tobacconists such as Dave Garaflo mm-hmm. has diverted a part of their store into a smoking lounge. So cigar stores, when you start out in business, people go to your store, maybe 1985, you get a cigar, you go home, go to the golf course, go to the beach, and that's yeah, it, kind of like a hardware store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now the whole fabric, the whole culture, <laughs> now sure. talking to these gentlemen here, it's a, almost a social experience. They look forward to going to your store. They talk about cigars. They talk about politics. They have a cigar. They watch a game on TV. Maybe sure. have a drink. And it's changed the whole fabric that more and more lounges has, has sprung up. So eight years ago, Shannon came up with the idea that this is a coming attraction. So why don't we partner with some of our better tobacconists? So were you guys were the first at that, too? She, that's right. We were. And there we go. The Shanda and Not just another pretty face with her. No. <laughs> Does that worth a ding on the bell? It is. <laughs> and since that time, a lot of our competitors has followed us, which, which is great. We, now the others, have found a way to make lemonade out of a lemon. In fact, if it wasn't for the, all these smoking bans, you wouldn't be as popular at your store. Your smoking lounge, Diamond Crown Lounge, would yeah. be as popular because 
when it's uh, you're back home and it's 20 degrees in January, right? And say Salem or Nashua, where you're going to smoke, can't go outside. Yeah, and you don't have to smoke a cigar. You know, unfortunately for us being in the cigar business, no one's addicted to this product. Correct. You just don't smoke a cigar when it's 20 degrees. Right, just skip it, right? But you can come in your down crowd lounge. You certainly can. And And they certainly do. And it's become more popular and more popular hanging at the cigar shop, especially as the weather breaks. Uh, and gets worse. We're busier in the wintertime hanging out than we are in the summer. But in the summer, they leave with boxes. In the, in the wintertime, they come in and buy a single cigar uh, or whatever it is. Yeah, I like to, I love to quote Eric. Uh, these cigar lounges, such as your, the Diamond Crown Cigar yeah. Lounge, it's, uh, Eric calls it, it's, it's the cheers where everybody knows your name. Absolutely. And it's, it's as these guys are. I mean, they're, they're, they're all friends because uh, they come in the store and uh, we talk to them all the time. And uh, e- even one of them that, that's here with us that moved down here, oh, you guys are coming to Tampa. And he says, uh, okay, uh, Scott says, can I hook up with you when I'm down there? Because he just recently moved here and uh, he'll be a friend forever. Absolutely. Yeah. And some of these guys, we're talking about the way the industry's changed over the last number of years. One of the biggest threats to tobacconists are online. Retailers, you're right. Buy, buying cigars online. Yeah, you, you can't keep the brick and mortar store alive if you buy all your stuff online and you get no place to go. Besides that, though, you can provide an experience. Where else you cannot go to a mail order house and smoke a cigar, light cut, have a camaraderie, you know, watch your game, smoke a cigar, bond with each other. It's the experience. The best online retailer in the world cannot provide. That special cigar smoking experience these gentlemen have yeah. experienced that your customers have in a retailer. That is the future. That's the way brick and mortar retailers can compete. They can't compete if somebody wants to buy free freight or something, but they can compete on the experience. And that's what the cigar smoking is all about the, the experience. Right. But you need to keep the brick and mortar stores alive. So when you go into a brick and mortar store, wherever that is, you have to buy cigars from the brick and mortar store. You got to keep them alive or else you got no place to go. And you'll say, there used to be a nice cigar store here, but I didn't help support them. And their support is the great word for it because by doing that, you are supporting them to keep them alive, as you guys have done. And I don't want to not mention it. When the Cigar Authority started four and a half years ago, you supported this radio show. That right from the go, we don't have a listener yet. You say, okay, I'm going to support you. Now we're off and running. We have five or six listeners at this point, and you're still supporting <laughs> us. <laughs> we only have six. And, yeah, we, we count right. everyone in this room. Yeah. We might be up to six. <laughs> yeah. yeah, plus the but, dog. You know, and that's what you have to do to the brick-and-mortar retailer that's in your neighborhood is support them, keep them alive so that you can have a place to go. You know, Dave, I, I know you, you, you have a group, a United Cigar, you talk to every couple of weeks. And, yeah. Uh, you gave us an idea for national sales meeting where we need to tell our guy, remind our guys or tell our guys because you've got to explain to your the tobacconist that they have to tell their customers to keep supporting me yes you know, thank you for your support right and, and mean why? it look in them in the eye and say thank you for the support when they buy a cigar from you because they are supporting you keeping you in business and without that with you guys, without us, the retailer, are out of business. We, without the customer here, are out of business. And then you are out of business. So it comes down to the, to our listener, the, the, the guy that buys cigars. It's, it comes down to you. It also goes on. There's no product I can think of that's totally made by hand, totally made from agricultural product. Every cigar, even the Fuente factory, probably the most consistent cigar factory, every cigar isn't going to be made the same. 
the tobacco varies. Sure. And once in a while, if, if one of your customers gets a cigar either doesn't draw or it's plugged or the, maybe the bunch expands and it's not right, they come back to you? Yeah. To your, to you your, make to it your right. staff? No, no questions asked. We'll, we'll make it right. You cannot do that online. Yeah. They'll say, hey, you smoke half a box of cigars? Tough. It's yours. It's part of the experience. That's the way you've been so successful yeah. to compete. And there's certainly an opportunity for brick and mortar re re retailers how they can succeed by providing that experience. All right. We're going to have to keep you guys on for the next hour because we've got so much to talk about. you got new cigars. You're showing us new sizes and new new brands. And there's a brick on the table. There's, there's, a, yeah, there's, kind there's of, a whole thing going on over there. I'm very <laughs> curious about it. So uh, stick around. Stay tight. Um, when we come back, uh, what do we got here? Uh, we have questions from the mailbag. We have uh, events and promotions coming out. New cigars hitting the shelf. Gentleman Chuck Morrison is here. He'll get Deb in the air. Old Fart Freddy, we're going to have to have the earmuffs on, on, on Chander over there. Uh, Mr. Jonathan for Chuck Morrison. For me, David Garofalo. Barry Stein, I know you're listening and we miss you. Uh, we'll be back with our number two. We're live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory in Museum in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida. It's the Diamond Crown experience everybody you're listening to the cigar authority on the united cigar retailers radio network and i got two things to add when you're smoking your diamond crown black diamond what am i saying you're never gonna smoke this black diamond yeah you're gonna have to wait yeah. for the 20th slash 120 anniversary one to come out but either way always remember you got to keep the lid end out of your mouth and if you're enjoying the content presented here on the Cigar Authority, please consider leaving us a rating or review on iTunes. We appreciate it when you tweet out links to the show or mention us on Facebook, hashtag TCA. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll be right back on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor comes two that go head-to-head. -head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. 
Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar Retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Vancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This it's a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. Man, faith. The authority on everything cigar. Shake it back. In. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> well, then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the ball, babe. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh, yeah. You hungry? Hey, mom! We get some meatloaf! It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer farmer. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake it back, gal! Woo! Shake it back! Do it. We're back live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory and Museum. It's hour number two, and we got cigar news uh, from Barry. We got the mailbag. We're going to get debonair with Gentleman Chuck Morrison, the opposite with Old Fart Freddy. And we got the classic three-way coming up and lots more. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to hour number two of the Cigar Authority. That's right. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And this week... We're high atop the worldwide headquarters of the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory. And we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube and you can set it and forget it on both. Okay, so we smoked the Diamond Crown um, Black Diamond Knot. That it's going to be that, except it's going to have a different wrapper on it. Loved it. I don't think there's anything you need to do with it. I'm very excited to see what, what I what like about it the most. And from a, a retail burn, perspective, beautiful, everything perfect. Uh, you know, a, a top aside from the fact that it is a, a well-made cigar, it looks like it's going to be a powerhouse, and yet it's not. I would say it's on the upper end of mild, the lower end of medium in that range. But looks like it's going to be super full well, bodied. That Dominican rapper is going to change things. It is immensely. To yeah. E- you know, even, you know, take it from good to great. Yeah. It's taking it from a Cadillac to a Rolls Royce. Boy, this is this is like when somebody tells me how great a movie is, and then I go to the movie and it was really really good, but they made it seem so great. I'm very uh, I don't know very interested to to try it when it comes out. It'll be at the IPCPR trade show next year. And uh, in stores a year from now. We'll have it a year from now. We'll smoke it. And uh, the scars are being made as we speak. 
But for, there's got to be age. Oh, of course, how they six, do it. Six months. Yeah, and then they, whenever they think it's going to be ready, you're going to have prototypes at the show because it's not really going to be ready. You, you've lived this life, right? We hope it's ready. Yeah. <laughs> we, hope it, we, we were hoping to be ready for the last show. I know, I know. We, we uh, will never rush the hands of time. Is it? But <laughs> you, you guys have thing. done something uh, in the past few years that your company has never done before. You guys would make cigars here in Tampa uh, and have your cigars made in other factories uh, in Honduras uh, within the, with the uh, Fuentes in the Dominican Republic, but you guys finally have your own out-of-the-country factory in Nicaragua. First time in, well, it's, uh, first time in 117 years, 16 years. How old is, that? is, is Pensa? Three, th- three years now. So it's, yeah, 160, first time in 116 years we've had a, our own factory outside the United States. You're yeah, right. yeah. Very, that, that's correct. Very, you're very perceptive. Yes, David, listen, David it's, Johnson. it's big news. And uh, Nicaragua, you know, it seems to be the hot thing right now that people talk about Nicaraguan tobacco. And we see other countries, other companies in uh, other countries actually using Nicaraguan tobacco. So it seems to be the, the Cuba of, uh, you know, of the past or whatever. It's, it's the holy grail right now for some reason. Right. Um, and you guys have a factory, and you, you make short-filled cigars. Mixed filler. Mixed filler. Mixed filler. Combination long filler, yep. short filler. Cuban sandwich uh, in probably the highest volume bundled cigar brand. I would say Quorum. Quorum is our, we introduced Quorum in 2003, and it's made another factory down there. It got to be such a big part of our business. We were concerned that we could no longer control our own destiny. Sure. So we built our own factory. We're making Quorum now in three years, three and a half years now. Wow. Hey, Dave, just real quickly, yeah. you know, we all, we we're all pretty good talkers here, but the, the story, where did Quorum came from? And Eric was in my office. Never forget it. And it was late at night. Uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, and I said, actually, we've got to come up with a name with this great-tasting cigar, bundle cigar, what are we going to call it? And he looked at me and he says, I've got it. Gentlemen, we have a quorum. I said, what are you talking about? Let's call it quorum. Do you remember that? Yeah. And yeah. It's a, it's a, and that, that's how it happens, huh? <laughs> it Just something, and that's it. Yes. It's over. Everybody looked at each other and said, wow, that's good. Quorum. Maybe the only cigar that starts with a Q. You think of, yes. You know, cigar names are really funny. We came out with uh, Brickhouse. Yep. And the Shannon's left over there. Brickhouse, our grandfather was born mm-hmm. the only Brickhouse in a little village in Hungary. It was an inn. His mother ran the inn, our great grandmother. And one of Grandpa J.C.'s first brands he ever had in this country when he came here in 1888, went business for himself in 1895, was Brickhouse to commemorate where he was born. The brand died out in the 30s. And we brought it back about five years ago in Nicaragua. And what's in the name? So, okay, we want to call it Brickhouse. Brickhouse, what a squirrely name. Nobody calls a cigar Brickhouse. We, we, we sell a lot of It's not a country. brick and it's not a house. It's selling. <laughs> and, you know, we have the same, same comments in our company. Same in Germany. We were there a couple weeks ago. And, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. and they said that was a lousy name of a C- c- cigar, but we were insistent on Brick House, and this is our new brand. And when you talk about new new styles, this is uh, you are the first. This is it, folks. You never saw this before. Our traveler, Brick House traveler, first tube tube c- cigar. This is the box we're going to send back to the factory tomorrow, or Monday rather, and we want them to size the box a little bit better. But we hope that you will have this 
in your stores within a month. Wow. We've been working on this cigar for a year and a half. We want to introduce this. So in, a, in tube, a tube brick house. 48 by 6 and 8. Okay, six and that's what I want to look at. You can yeah. open it up. Oh, cedar wrapped. Cedar wrapped. Yeah, you can t- t- take it out. I don't want to mess it up here. It's okay. Eric, I think the first place it should be sold in the world should be at Two Guys. I think so, okay. too. You yeah, I concur. There we go. Another <laughs> bell. We just had a quorum, and we decided. Uh, 46, isn't that interesting? 48. 48. Oh, 48? Everything seems smaller because of the big ring gauges that right. are out there. So it's a 48. Wow, does it seem uh, small. A 48 seems small nowadays, but uh, very interesting. We smoked last night at dinner the um, Quest Array. Oh, the aristocrat. The, the aristocrat. Yeah, Thank boy, you, was that smoking phenomenal. It, it was awesome. And yeah. it, it also was a 48, I believe. Correct. Seven and a quarter Churchill. And I said, boy, you know, a real true Churchill, a 48 ring gauge. And uh, I said, wow, isn't this size awesome? I mean, it burns well. The flavors well. Was, coming off of that thing were incredible. I, I think you're going to see this big thing, these big ring gauges switch back to these traditional sizes. You've been saying that for four and a half years. I know, I but it's like so awesome. I would like the record to show that. Hey, when you start in business, yeah. the Palma-shaped cigar in Tampa, whether it's Bering Plaza or the sure. Go Label, was a 26, 26 cents Palma 42 ring. 42 ring, Equestria 95. Yeah, yeah. 42 ring. The biggest ring. seller, right? That was, that was what the average premium cigar smoker smoked. Now a 42 ring looks like a Panatella. Yeah. Has, yeah. has smokers... And smokers' preferences have changed to the larger rings. But try a smaller ring, even if you like the bigger rings. Try it because you'll, you'll find the flavor. It's like you guys blend it for the smaller sizes. That the cigar t- and then as you get into the bigger sizes, it's kind of uh, washed away. The, the, the flavor is far less. As much Unless more. you start at the big ring. So if yeah, you're yeah. a guy who smokes big ring cigars and you're bouncing around, you know, in our Seabrook shop, we have a whole case dedicated to big ring cigars. So those guys bounce around from cigar to cigar. If you just start there, you're not going to notice it. But yeah. you, I think, are going to pick it up more because wow. you do tend to like the thinner ones. So you'd be more it's of a, a more Corona flavor. extra guy. It, it, it's so. And then move into the uh, 660, and you're going to be like, oh, the flavor's washed out. But I don't think the 660 guy notices. Yeah, yeah. What's well, funny, it's the ratio of wrapper to filler. I mean, smoking a 42 ring, it's mostly wrapper. You get the bigger sizes, you're smoking mostly long filler. And... What do we do, what the Fuentes do, as you make a lo- longer, thicker cigar, you have to modify the blend, give it more punch. Because if yeah. you make a thicker cigar and don't change or modify the filler. Well, I think be, a lot of people aren't. R- 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 yeah, really I think a lot of people aren't. They're using the same exact blend and it's just more filler inside the same thing. And, and as I try the different sizes, I think a cigar, uh, for the people that don't uh, change the blend to try to match it, um, the smaller size tastes so much better than the bigger size if they don't end up changing the, the blend on it. Now, we need to get to smoking some cigars here. Yeah, let's uh, do that's it. That's what we do. So we have uh, 13 and 14, and this has nothing to do with our blind taste test that's going on, so don't go to your, your number 13 and 14 cigar, seeing we, we only have, what do we have, 9, 10, 11, 12. So there is right. a, isn't that weird? We, we just sent out the blind taste test of 9, 10, 11, 12, and you are giving us 13 and 14. What a coincidence. Yeah. Now, yeah, these are inspiration. Yeah. Is there a name in mind for what this blend becomes? Not yet. Well, because I, I looked it up, and there is no trademark for the Mr. Jonathan Cigar. If you'd like to license that, I'm just throwing it out there. There we there. go. Do we, so, would, would we send the proceeds? 
or a percentage of the proceeds to that Swiss bank account you remember? Yes. Yeah, there, is, there is a Swiss bank account. Yeah, you're welcome. That would be correct. Okay, wow, that's your third <laughs> bell. <laughs> So uh, we're, we're going to cut it right now, uh, 13 and 14, and, and uh, kids at home, if uh, don't do this at home, this is we're professionals, where we can smoke two cigars at the same time. Uh, but it is time to cut our cigars. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, except for you guys, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence, and we will cut uh, each one of these cigars. I actually wrote on them with a pen so I know which one's which. Mr. Jonathan, you're going to have to keep track. I wrote, of, on, uh, I wrote on one of them as well. Did you? Okay. I did actually on both. I didn't need to do both. You didn't. But um, these are made in Nicaragua. These are long-filled uh, from Pensa, Correct. and you have not made a long-filled cigar out of that factory yet. Not this, yet. Okay. Because Omar Artiz yeah. is our blender. He runs the factory, and Omar is Nicaraguan. Great cigar blender, but he always had a heavy palate. I mean, he blends to his taste. And we said we wanted toned down. We wanted the flavor, but we wanted, did, didn't want to kill the taste buds. So he came out with two different. We've been after him. This is about the 10th or 11th, maybe the 12th or 13th or 14th re 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 rendition. And we finally got a cigar that's more to our liking. So these are. 13 uh, appears a little darker on mine. Just a little. Not me. Well, you're be. not going to get two two leaves that are the same sure. anyway. But are they the same wrappers on both of these? Same wrappers. Same, just... same wrappers. The fill is different. Yep. Binder, same, different? Binder's different, too. Binder's different, too. I have a sweet... That's all we're going to tell you, though. Okay. Cold draw, tasting a cigar before you light it. I have a sweeter taste on 13 than I do 14. We're going to use the, uh, the Vertigo, Vertigo Cy uh, Cyclone, Cyclone, which is Bobby Newman's favorite lighter as far as I'm concerned. He buys 100 at a time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you you're, my, you're my supplier, Dave. Yes. It's an awesome lighter. I mean, how do you beat this, this $10 lighter with a triple jet, uh, big tank? I showed you the, the proper way to, to fill it up, Correct. fill it right to the top. Mr. Jonathan was good enough to uh, wash and dry this lighter. Uh, in his washer and dryer, and had no uh, no problem with it afterwards. Also, it's a good lighter to uh, sneak on the airplane. Right. Homeland Security loves those lighters. Cause yeah. I can't, I'm not as successful as Bobby is. I don't put them in my dop kit. Yeah. I always get confiscated. In fact, I was in uh, Nicaragua two weeks ago visiting our factories, and they caught me with three lighters, and they said, we want them. You can't argue with Yeah, of course not. Custom. And they said, I'm in the cigar business. They're looking for a fourth lighter. So I gave them a couple of my cigars. They let me keep the fourth lighter. Oh, wow. I gave them two, two cigars. Wow. That seems very illegal. They have, <laughs> they, have good, they have good taste. So we're trying a cigar, both cigars at the same time. They do taste different. Shame mm -hmm. wrapper, but binder and filler is different. I have an early thought, but it's not fair to go uh, early on because the cigar is going to change as it's going on. And we, gave the same, we gave the same cigars to your fellows here. Yeah? You know, we, we have cigar manufacturers, and so... They're, they're doing hand signals. <laughs> yeah. We have 13 and 14, and he's holding <laughs> five fingers up, so I have no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't want any help. Don't tell me. I'll, I'll say it, and before we uh, get to the end of the show, we'll see what you guys thought of it and see if you're right or wrong. There's no right or wrong answer. That's a, he's got holding two fingers up, number two. So uh, this means nothing at all. It wasn't the middle finger. That's what counts. No, that's what counts. So that's 
Absolutely. These are, these are gentlemen, uh, as you saw, that joined us. But let's, uh, let's go to a classic three-way. Right now it's time for the classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Okay, we're going to have a three-way competition. It's going to be brother versus brother versus the Cigar Authority. Okay, and I won't be included in this because I have the answers over here, but Chuck and Jonathan will collaborate. Grab your pen and paper. You have right. a pen and paper there somewhere? Sure. So, uh, Bobby, Eric, and the Cigar Authority. This is a three-way competition, and the way this works is the closest without going over. And today is people celebrating their birthday. I'm going to tell you about the person. You're going to tell me what year they were born, okay? What year they were born without going over. So today is October 18th, and it's the birth date of Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry is a pioneer of rock and roll who released influential songs such as Madeline, Roll Over Beethoven, Johnny B. Good, and my favorite, My Ding-A-Ling. You know him. Chuck Berry, born today. Eric, what year was he born? 1946. 1946. Bobby? 1942. 1942. Mr. Jonathan? 41 for the win. 41, and that's okay? Uh, I'll agree with that. You'll agree with that? 41 is the earliest. You're all over. No points. Son of a... And may God have mercy on your soul. Uh, it's 1926. <laughs> a lot wow. older than you thought, huh? Wow. So today, today is the birth date of John claude Van Damme. Remember him? Bodybuilder, action movie hero, kickboxer, uh, cyclob, uh, cyborg, blood sport. He also was a uh, universal soldier, sudden death, uh, expendables too. Uh, he studied martial arts at the age of 10 and uh, became a, a, a ballet dancer, Mr. Jonathan, of at all the age things. of 16. Uh, today is the birth date of Claude John Claude Van, Van Dam, born today, Mr. Jonathan. What do you think? I want to say, uh, I want to say, 1958. You okay with that, Chuck? I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay, Bobby, what do you got? Uh, 52. I like 1946. It's got to be a winner. 58 will take the point for the Cigar Authority. It's 1960. So the Cigar Authority Sorry, has boys. one point. Today is the birth date of Don Wells. Do you know who Don Wells was? Dawn Wells was the actress who played Mary Ann Summers on the television series Gilligan's Island uh, and later had a boot camp for actors. She gained uh, the title of Miss Nevada after competing in the Miss America pageant. Was it Ginger or Mary Ann? Ginger or Mary Ann? But it's, it's Mary Ann's birthday from Gilligan's Island. What year was she born? What do you got? 1950. 1950. Bobby? 1950. Uh, 1943. 1943. 
55. And you're all over. 1938. She looked unbelievable. 1938. She still looks pretty good. Today is the birth date of Michael D-Y-C-Z-K-O. Diceco D-Y-C-Z-K-O. If you can't pronounce the last name, how the hell am I supposed to know when he was born? Because he's also known as Mike Ditka. Oh. Today is Mike Ditka's birthday. He's the coach of the was the coach's Chicago Bears from '82 to '92, winning two NFL Coaches of the Year award and leading his team to victory in Super Bowl Twenty. He played tight end during his NFL career for the Bears, Eagles, and Cowboys. He was a three-sport star and used athletes as a way to escape from manufacturing culture of his hometown. Today is Mike Ditka's birthday. What year, Mr. Jonathan? Chuck and I would like to say 1935. 1935, Bobby. 1944. 44. 1940. 1939. I win. I mean, Chuck and I win. Oh, it's only off by, by one but year. But you were over. But you were over. So it goes to the Cigar Authority for two points. One point. Oh, two total. Two, two total. Two, two to nothing. All right, we have more. Today is Erin Morgan's birthday. Erin Morgan. She played Joni Cunningham on the television series Happy Days. Remember her? Sure. Joni. Uh, and reprised as a spinoff of Joni Loves Chachi. She was Ron Howard's younger sister in the TV show um, Happy Days. Uh, and she married the man that moved her furniture into her house because of his nice smile. Just a good person. So it's uh, Joni Cunningham. Born today. Bobby, what do you think? 1955. 1948. I'm going to say... F- I was going to say 48. I want to say 51. Give me an answer. All right, 50. Bobby's got it. 1960. You said 58, oh. 60. Bobby's got a point. He's on the board. board. Today's Peter Boyle's birthday. Peter Boyle, TV actor uh, who played Raymond's dad, Frank Barone, on the TV sitcom Everybody Loves Raymond, won an Emmy Award for his appearance on The X-Files, played Frankenstein in Mel Brooks' Young Frankenstein. Uh, Also a cigar smoker. You loved him uh, as the nut in the Dream Team, if you remember him. He passed away in 2006. Uh, Peter Boyle, born today, the late, great Peter uh, Peter Boyle, but his birth date is today. What year? I need some help from our friends out here. You cannot phone a friend on this game. <laughs> 1950. 1950. 54. 54. 38. 38. You're all over. 35. Really? And I heard that out there. Oh. 35. I heard that, Nikki. but nobody gets a point. Today is Thomas Hearn's birthday. Thomas, the hitman Hearn's boxer with his... Uh, uh, first in history to win five world title bouts uh, from five different divisions. Uh, very complicated career of uh, 65 5 and 1. He fought many acclaimed boxing matches with fellow boxers Sugar Ray Leonard. You know him. Sure. The, uh, Thomas the Hitman Hearn. Bobby, what year was he born? 1949. 1949, Mr. Jonathan. 62. 62. 1946. 46. 49 will take it. It's 58. Bobby gets another point. Bobby ties it up. You're not even on the board here, buddy. You're not on the board. Come on, Eric. And we're on the last one. The last one. So if he hits this, he gets two points. Two points if you get it exact, and it'll be a three-way tie. That's never happened in the history of the Cigar Authority. But today is the birthday of the late Lee Harvey Oswald, 
Lee Harvey Oswald, according to five government investigations, the sniper who assassinated John F. Kennedy, the 35th president of the United States in Dallas, Texas, on November 22, 1963, was born today, Mr. Jonathan. Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald, everyone knows, was born in 1929. 1929. Bobby, what do you think? That is incorrect. He was born in 1931. 1931. And what do you got, Eric? 1935. For the point! You're on the board, but you didn't win. Uh, It's 1939. But you said 35, which is the closest without going over. So we have a two-way tie with Bobby and Eric. I mean, with with, uh, Bobby and the Cigar Authority. But the extra point of Eric's goes to his brother, so you guys win. <laughs> Thank you. Ed. Here you go. Who's uh, making these rules? I would like to, I make I would as like I go to register a protest yeah, against that. Uh, David, his brother. It goes also, it was a special birthday today, uh, Dave, Mr. Jonathan and Chuck. Cynthia Fuente. Oh, my. Today. Oh. And we won't say what year. Uh, she's... Uh, She's celebrating her, this is her 39th birthday. 39th again. She and I. And Happy Eric, birthday, <laughs> Cynthia. <laughs> We're all the same age. The godmother of cigars. Right. The godmother right. I'm going to go with. So uh, my cigar went out on me. Because you talk too much? No, I'm still good. All right, so between the 13 and 14, 13 started off a little aggressive early on, and 14 started off smooth and sweet, and it's continuing. I'm about... Uh, I don't know, half an inch, three quarters of an inch in. And uh, I keep going back to 14 as a little bit sweeter, a little bit smoother. You guys have terrific palates. Let's, let's hear what the rest yeah, of them may say. say. I see Scott out there. He's I like 14 better so far. Guys, thumbs up for 14. Really? All of them? Everybody's on 14. They, Everybody's on ring, Wow. Ring the bell. U- unanimous. Do we? you agree? I agree. Really? But it's not. Yes, it is. Wow. It's almost like 13 has a Honduran tobacco in it. It's got a bite. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it has a bite. Smoother. Yeah, that bite hasn't gone away yet, though. It's hitting me in the top of my heart. Yeah. Maybe you like that. So you got some mailbags? See what see what they're talking about in the mailbag to us. All right. Maybe these guys can help us. People write into us um, following each, each week and were submitted through the contact us page on the cigarauthority.com. Uh, this is signed a loyal fan in the middle of nowhere. I love cigars and love listening to the Cigar Authority. Thank you. That's a great way to get your email read, by the way. (laughs) Say something nice. I'm a super strong supporter of brick and mortar, just like you. But locally, I cannot find the cigars that you smoke each week, and I'd love to smoke along and try to pick up the taste and flavors you guys explain while smoking them. The taste and flavors that Mr. Jonathan tastes, because I have none of that. And Barry's on board, so you're the one that's wrong. Okay. Okay. how about selling the listeners a little packet of next week's show from time to time? I think it would add to the experience for the listeners. Again, signed a loyal fan in the middle of nowhere. Uh, that is something that we have talked about. Yeah, the problem is half the time we don't know what we're going to smoke. Yeah, we had no just, idea what we were going to smoke today. Just minutes before we're going on. Uh, it seems like we're, we're very prepared for it, but we, a lot of times we're not. But I suppose every once in a while. But how do you do that? How do you say every once yeah, in a while? See. Really, it would have to be something special and we'd have to put together a pack just for that show. And maybe we could do that four times a year and do the You Smoke Along With Us pack. Well, we did the blind taste test. I know you, you, you know, it doesn't say what the cigars are or anything like that, but it's something to talk about. So we'll it continue is. to talk about it. 
and not and not pull it off, probably. Uh, <laughs> hey, but with three stores in New Hampshire, yeah, this fellow, you think he find, he can't find the cigars? He can probably go to the local two guys, unless he's not living. Yeah, in for the New locals, Hampshire. but this is in the middle of nowhere guy or whatever. And it's not. Yeah, and it's not. It may not be so much that getting the cigars really is getting them at the same time that we're going to smoke them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one is uh, from Mike in what's AL stand for? Alabama. Alabama. Thank you. Uh, Mike from Alabama writes, I've enjoyed participating in the first round of the blind taste test. I've gone through all eight, uh, and I've cast my votes. I'm excited to see which one, but more excited to find out what they are. I've got a few guesses. How about a contest to guess what they were? I think I'm spot on with a few of these. Uh, that's not what it's really about, to, to guess uh, what they are. At the, we're going to end up telling you what they are anyway, but I don't know uh, how to pull off a contest of... Yeah, you'd have to have 150 brands listed on the polling and say, all right, pick the, yeah. the one that it out is. Out of the 150. We were talking earlier about people's smoke cigar bands. I compliment you all for giving the, your listeners, your viewers, the opportunity, your customers, to try cigars without the band. Because all of us, including me, get somewhat biased of any product, especially sure. something you put in your, in your mouth. But give a cigar without the band to a customer. Yeah. Let him see. Let him tell what it is. Well, no, here's what's going on here. Wants. We don't know what this is going to – it's going to taste better with a fancy band on it and, and depending what packaging, well, depending price what point, price. You have no idea. Huge. Right. Right. I mean, you, you'd be surprised if you were to price the exact same cigar one at, you know, three, three, three times, one at $3, one at $5, and one at $8, and give the guy the same three cigars and tell him what the price is, the $8 one's going to taste better, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I don't know. Or you'd say, somebody that would really know would say, this is overpriced rate. This is us as a buyer, so you understand what uh, our regular job is, is to... Um, your rep is coming into the store and saying, here's a cigar for you, and we ask the price first off. Because do we have a spot in the store for a cigar price at this price, and do we feel like it's a good enough value to the customer on the strength profile that it is to say, okay, this is, uh, belongs in our mix and be able to take a customer over to and say, well, for $8, this is a good cigar and this kind of right. Because there's so many cigar brands out there, what we try to do in our stores, which we only have 1,100 open boxes, is what we feel is the best 1,100 that are out there for that kind of price. Yeah, the best, and so many, so many of the best $8 cigars, so many of the best $10 cigars. Yeah. And have Because a lot of people smoke based on price as well. So you may feel comfortable spending $12 every single day on a cigar. Okay, so we need to have several choices for you to be able to Well, experiment. just smoke Diamond Crown. Just smoke Diamond Crown, and you're all set always I because agree. there's a different pro taste profile for each one. So. That's a good idea. Ring, ring the bell. Ring the bell. They like that. Okay. See how, see how I did that for you? Just, There's the bell. And you get a big bell. <laughs> and that bell in the back is a break for the rollers? It for is. The people? 1.30. Yeah. They take a break from 1.30 to 1.40 every five days a week. But okay. The, but the bell runs in the weekends, too. Goes all the time, and there's a giant bell upstairs that this, rings every hour. This is welcome to our cigar factory. This is known as El Relo, the clock factory. When this factory was built in 1910, people didn't have clocks or watches. They get up at the hour, they sound the clock, eat, go to school, and go to bed. I was telling our group yesterday: if you tell any of the old timers in Tampa, in their 80s beyond, that you're going to visit El Relo, they'll know exactly really? what factory you're coming. This was a landmark. Yet it doesn't say that. 
It doesn't say El Relo out there. It does not. No. Okay, but they know what it is. Yeah, Relo is Spanish for a clock. Okay. In fact, we came out with a cigar this year, a $3 cigar. It says El Rey Relo, eight on one of our machines. Yeah, yeah. Eight nice. inches, 50, by, 52 ring. 50, eight by 50, 52, $3 cigar. Yeah. 53 ring gauge, Eric. Eric, 53 ring gauge. Who's counting? Who's counting? <laughs> 52, 53. It's <laughs> an extra point for you. There you go. Now it's, now it's a go. win. Now, how do you two find working with each other? Because I know that my brother and I have done projects together. He's in a band, and I DJ, and we can get along for the three hours that the gig lasts or the five hours. But if that gig were to last just one more hour, I feel sometimes it would be too much working with my brother. And you guys work with each other every single day. We also compliment each other. Bobby is a super set salesman. He's got the gift of gab and sells. I'm more of a business person. I can do some of what he does. He can do some of what I does, but he's really the best at what he does in selling. I kind of look at the, the big picture. Not that we need to look at the big picture either. We really complement each other in, in our s- s- strengths. Also, if I was down to my last dollar, I would give Eric 60 cents. My father grew up, uh, he wasn't athletic. He started working when he was 12 in cigar factory, chasing him, his, his father's factory. And uh, he, because um, he was not athletic. Eric taught me how to throw first baseball, football. Uh, I followed Eric to college in, in uh, the Mount Swanee, the University of South in Tennessee. I wanted, I wanted to play college football. It's a very unique relationship. It's a great relationship, which I, I covet. And, uh, it's awesome. One bit, of, so. one bit of trivia, I also taught Bobby how to throw the discus. And in 1969, Bobby set the state record wow. for throwing the discus in, this, in the, in the uh, class. I don't often get a lot of accolades. In fact, just now, he didn't even tell you. I <laughs> Actually, Bobby won the shot in the discus in 1969 in high school for the state. And he set a state record, which lasted exactly one year. Wow. Hey, uh, let's let's uh, go to social media right now. It's time to go to social media, brought to you by the cigar that was built on social media, Recluse Cigars. That's right. It's time for the social media segment, brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigar that was built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today, and these are the best tweets I saw all week. Why do we sing, take me out to the ball game, when we're already there? Ah, that's right. I, for one, don't see any reason why boxed wine shouldn't come with a little straw stuck to the side. (laughs) Now, there's been lots of talk about Ebola, uh, and this one really stood out to me. Scientists have created a mutant version of the deadly 1918 Spanish flu virus in an effort to better understand how pandemics start. Now, I'm no scientist, but this is how pandemics start. Dude, you make these up. No, they're on Twitter. These are actual. Yeah, real, real they, they stuff. Are for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, uh, if they just built prisons out of the stuff they packaged electronics in, no one could ever escape. Hard to get into some of that packaging. And the best tweet I saw all week, clerk, I'm sorry, sir, we do not carry potted geraniums. Will violets do? Me. No, my wife specifically told me to water the geraniums. I don't get it. 
Today's social media segment was brought to you by Reckless Cigars. Rolled N2 Bar, the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every time. Because the geraniums died, he's at the... Oh. Specifically said water the geraniums. No? Nothing? Santa? It's over our heads. Boom! Nope. They... Oh, so the what he didn't he never watered them. Sometimes I think died. my tweets are a little too deep for you, David. Yeah, get them. Stick to the fart jokes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're over our head. Uh, so always bad news going on in the cigar world, and I and I know something I want you to mention, Jonathan. You have it there on. Um, is it the World Health Organization? There is the something on the World Health Organization here. All right. This is this is bad. There is a slight of hand trick going on in the world. And it's the World Health Organization, also known as WHO. One would think that the primary subject of the World Conference of the World Health Organization would be Ebola. Sure. The disease has begun to jump borders, and the potential for a worldwide epidemic is there. However, the organization has decided to set its sights on the tobacco industry. Instead of what's really... The World Health Organization is holding its meetings in Russia, which has been boycotted by the United States due to their support of the separatists in Ukraine. One of the first orders was to kick the public out of the meetings despite the meetings being paid for by public tax dollars. Once the public was kicked out of the meeting, it turned to exacting massive new tobacco taxes. Luckily, the United States was not yet signed on to the World Health Organization Treaty, but the global rise of tobacco taxes could have an effect here at home as new higher prices become the norm. The initial proposed on cigarette taxes is 70%, while OTP, which is other tobacco products, cigars, pipes, etc., taxes have not yet been leaked. The 70% tobacco tax will affect growers here at home and could affect the global economy, especially in tobacco-growing nations. Is that crazy? I I have an idea. Yeah. I think they should triple the taxes on Russian vodka. There we go. There we go. How about all the... uh, um, China, all the stuff coming in from China, wouldn't that change the economy here? Right, like drywall for yeah. half of Florida, is, right? Which kills uh, kills people. That bell mean, means the break is over. That's it. Go back to work. You got right. it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> got a good memory, Dave. That's awesome. Uh, Speaking other, of breaks, we are we are running a little late here. All Just right, a heads up. All right, so let's go to break. Uh, when we come back, we have new cigars hitting the shelf. The old man is all teed up. And I'm sure Mr. Jonathan did the right thing uh, because we have a mixed crowd and and went not at all. No. Old Far Freddy will be joining us in the aging room, and Gentleman Chuck Morrison will get debonair. Uh, We have um, uh, information on the upcoming shows, and we are live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory and Museum here in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. All right. What does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, a, a little person. No. 
She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as... Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. As the sign says behind us, 
Tampa, the Diamond Crown Experience. We're at the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory and Museum. If you ever come to Tampa, you got to call these folks up and get a tour. you got to see the museum downstairs, the history of what this family has been through and what is coming up in the future. We're hearing some things uh, uh, of new stuff coming out for them. They are going forward uh, despite what the government says to do. It is uh, all boats going forward and all tides are rising and uh, these guys are going to uh, make the cigar industry. Well, uh, like, like Nick Wilderman said, uh, they're all in. They're all in. Our poker playing friend. Over absolutely, there. absolutely. And what, what's also all in right now is uh, the asylum. We have some crazy news. What do you got there, Mr. Jonathan? Oh, I got something. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be yes. happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories, too insane to be true, but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners, truly flavorful medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80, that's right, that's Asylum. And now this is the perfect Asylum for who our company is right now. I know you're nervous, David. Yes, I am. After losing his wife to medical complications because the hospital was more than 70 kilometers away, Dashrath Manji toiled day and night over the course of 22 years and took down the mountain that had been in the way one stone at a time by hand. Now a trip from his village to the hospital is under one kilometer and thousands of lives are saved every single year. That's insane. That's Asylum. He took Brought down the mountain. To Asylum Cigars, take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 6x80. That's insane. That's Asylum. That's making mountains away. move, Chuck Morrison. Yeah, literally, man. <laughs> Guy moved a mountain. Moved a mountain. <laughs> New cigars hitting the shelves, Mr. Jonathan. What do you got? <clears throat> uh, we had two new cigars hitting the shelves this week, uh, one of them being the Zeno Platinum Make of Texas. It's the 2014 Collector's Edition featuring the works of renowned Texas graffiti artist Gonzo 247. Everyone's heard of Gonzo 247 <laughs> in Texas. I don't apparently. know what that is, but I was told to make sure I try that cigar. It is available in one size, a 5.5 by 56. They come in 10-count boxes and are extremely limited. Okay. And also this week saw the landing of the highly anticipated Tatuaje Monster Series. Yes. It hit the shelves at Two Guys Smoke Shop and all smoke shops across the country uh, that were part of the Unlucky 13, which is 31 dress boxes and 50 undressed boxes. And I'm told there are just a handful of undressed boxes that are left. For us, and, but uh, they're out there across the country. You can just uh, visit us at 2 cigars.com. But more importantly, find the them at your local brick-and-mortar retail shop and buy them there, please, if you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's it. That's, that's it. it for new stuff. And uh, you hear about the limited releases and stuff that come out. But you guys aren't big on to that uh, one-time launches or anything like that. It, it takes us three years to develop a blend. Yeah. You're smoking 13. Sure. For, for 14, and to develop the blend, the packaging, the marketing, 
it takes it takes much energy to come up with a major launch than the one ins and ones outs. And, yeah. And we haven't we haven't gone that route. Right. It's probably good business just to if you did all the work, you might as well ride it for, you know, in your case, 119 years. Well, Dad said we never wanted to have an also ran. So it takes we do a lot of thought, a lot of energy, a lot of due diligence, a lot of testing. Yeah. And it's as, again, we we are not that smart or that clever to come up with that many one-offs. I know that marketing is such that people come into your store, they always want what's new, what's yeah, new, yeah, yeah. what's new. There's so many new items, new cigars from the IP CPR every year, a lot of boutiques. Yeah. A lot of them are one-hit wonders. I mean, you sure. you must you can buy 20 boxes or there must be 50 brands that yeah. come out every year and maybe maybe one out of every 50 or two out of every 50 actually make, make last. It. Yeah. Yeah, companies themselves. Uh, sitting on the board of directors, I see that uh, there's so many companies last two years in IPCPR. They buy their boots two years, and you never see them again. Too much of it. I mean, it's a dramatic amount that ends up doing it. They try, and they give up after a couple of years. And uh, certainly there's the, the other extreme, which is you guys, probably the, the oldest company at the IPCPR, continuing uh, company that's out there. And... Uh, that, that's the two extremes that end up happening. It so. doesn't mean that we're right and they're wrong or they're right and we're wrong. It's just our style. That's what we're. That's our comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, hey, that's it. Uh, speaking of comfort, this <laughs> is going to be a little uncomfortable right now. This is the time of the aging room segment, which is our buddy Old Five Freddy. So, uh, earmuffs. Yeah, it makes Dave very uncomfortable. Ear- earmuffs <laughs> right now, and here is uh, his Old Five Freddy. They're coming to take me away. That's, uh, huh? That would be the, the asylum Freddy. segment that's, right there. That's old Five Freddy in the asylum. But here what, comes. Let's go to Debonair real fast. I had oh, Debonair I'm planned. sorry, Debonair. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go All right, ahead. here we go. All you right. need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Chuck's hurting. He's hurting. Gentlemen, (laughs) today we are talking about the proper introduction part two. Yeah? So you meet someone for the first time, as we discussed last week, and they introduce themselves as, for example, Jonathan. You, being debonair, call this person Jonathan, not John. Unless, here is the part two. They say, hello, my name is Jonathan, but please call me John. In this scenario, it is debonair, gentlemanly, to, in fact, call this person John. I have a question for you. Go for it. What if you want to call them Jonathan? Is that okay? Well, if they if they say my friends call me John or please call me John. The debonair thing to do would be to call them John and not Jonathan. Although, you know, you, Mr. Jonathan, you're that guy. You could probably get away with it. Another example, and this is kind of to your, uh, to your question here real quickly. If you meet someone who introduces themselves to say Stanley Elvis, but please call me Mr. Elvis, the debonair play here is to call them Mr. Elvis. It's the debonair way. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? Yeah, baby. I am. And Bobby's always been Bobby, which his name is Robert, but right. he goes by Bobby. Yeah. Uh, is that Bobby. by design? Do you prefer Bobby? Yes, I do. See, I don't like John. I prefer Jonathan. And, and people used to call me 
When I, when I was in junior high school, I didn't want anybody call me Bobby. They wanted me to call me Bob. And Bob is what a cork does in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's let's move along and uh, let's get to Old Five Freddy and let's just get this out yeah, of the you way. You tried to rip it off like a Band-Aid <laughs> earlier. Yeah, that didn't work. Away. Let's just get it away. <laughs> It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. This is Old Fart Freddy, and I'm here to talk to you about women's work. Nowadays, women hold sex over the man's head to get whatever work they want done. In my day, women did what they were told when they were told to do it as long as they were already planning on doing it in the first place. Nowadays, women have no problem taking everything from a little two-seater BMW to a very large dumper when they are bringing the trash to the dump. In my day, women put their load on their man's back and he took it to the dump. Nowadays, women are very sharing about the time of day, week, and especially the time of month. Very uncomfortable. In my day, when Auntie Flo came to town, your wife left for three to five days. It was fantastic. We had disappearing wives who would rather a load on their man's back than take it in the dumper. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Very uncomfortable. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco... Try aging room cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged, some are not. Hey, honey, how about a little more of that load on this side? Oh, no. oh my God, I think I pulled something. Oh, God. I can't even pick my head up. <laughs> <laughs> very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. So, we have, sorry, Shanda. My God, you knew where you were coming, and you just couldn't uh, calm it down. You just can't. Mr. Jonathan writes the stuff, so... Uh, and and uh, well, Rafael Nadell actually is okay with he us. He likes it. And in <laughs> fairness to our advertiser, I, and I do apologize to people in the audience, but in fairness to our advertiser, I've been instructed to go full bore, and that's what I do. Oh, my God. Oh, my so God. So if you need me to write a brick house campaign for you guys. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Just, I, I uh, think we may lose an advertiser right here. <laughs> <laughs> Could happen. Next week, uh, we're going to be live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, as we start cooling down in New Hampshire. Victor Vitale from Tortuga Cigars will join us, and we will uh, continue the blind taste test with cigar number 9, 10, 11, and 12. We're going to smoke all four during the show. Again, children, do not try this at home. We are professionals. And uh, those that uh, are the, uh, just slightly under 500 people that will be joining along with us, you're more than welcome to start smoking during the week. And we'll wrap it up uh, on Saturday's show, and um, you'll get your uh, final votes in so we can send out the next round. And uh, then it's just two more cigars, and then we're going to have the answer coming up. So uh, that'll be that. Well, so, we have the reveal of the blind tasting on November 22nd, and I have it on good authority yeah. that Steve Saka will be joining us. He will. Not as so much a consumer, but he said that we can ask him anything we want about mergers and acquisitions. And he will answer what the he can legally. Steve, the, the retired Steve Saka, he's retired legally. I think he's bound to nothing. I just know that he's going to answer what he can answer. We have the timing, I think, proper so that he doesn't have to answer anything. He can come in and he can talk about um, what he has already heard to be factual. That's where I'm going with it. I'm, I'm going with he possibly saw some writing on the wall 
That's where I'm coming from. Just so, so you know in on the wall. You hear all the stuff, guys. You hear all the rumors and speculations that are happening. You guys, uh, there's no talk of Jason Newman going anywhere. Your, your children are lined up. The next generation is lined up to go forward. Knock on wood, right? Knock on wood. Uh, the only rumors that we would start is that we would be buying STG or we'd be buying yes. Altus. <laughs> Uh, you bought your, your, your partners out, your, uh, the other part of the family or something that you ended up years ago. Um, you, have you bought brands? Your company has bought brands over the years, your, your dad or your, uh, your grandfather? hundred years ago. Yeah. The way cigar companies expanded their business hundred years ago, they bought out the brands people that went out of business. They bought the, the uh, labels, and they had a bunch of brands. Oh, just have the, the bands, basically. Just the brands, yeah. What do you think about, uh, you know, some people say it's so hard to launch a new brand and get a new brand in the stores and get consumers to buy new brands. Uh, is the smart move, instead of launching a brand, which you're about to do anyway, you're coming out with a new brand, but uh, what do you think about just acquiring somebody's already existing popular brand and rolling it into your, your company? Is there a value there? It probably is. Yeah. But not, we like to do it our, our way. Yeah, start, yeah. Start from scratch. D- develop a blend, design packaging, design, develop mar- marketing. Do it your way. And I would yeah. say you probably, the two of you probably have the easiest time launching a brand, comparatively speaking, because your stable of brands is so solid that people know, okay, this comes out of the J.C. Newman uh, stable right away. Yeah, trust. It's going to be good. You know it's going to be good. Relationship. You're all the way on blend number 14 and you haven't picked something yet. Although I, I'm going to tell you. 14 is the winner. Right, thank you. Put thank 14 you. in a box, call it number 14. I don't know. Just throwing things out there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes. There we go. <laughs> and he is taking notes. <laughs> he is taking notes is, is, is how it's going to go. So uh, we smoked the um, Black Diamond, which is going to be different than what we smoked. Same cigar. The wrapper's going to change, but it's going to be altogether different. You're talking about a Dominican wrapper on it from the Fuente Farms that's going to change the flavor. I'm going to say boost it up is, is my guess. Now, can, could you possibly go from, if you keep this blend the same, and you guys, I hope, know this, could you possibly go from what was, all, for all intended purposes, a mild cigar and go all the way up to full body just by changing the wrapper? As you know, the wrapper accounts for at least 50% of a cigar. As far as the flavor goes, the flavor. but with the strength as well, do you think you could go all the way to full body just by changing the wrapper? I would say not. I would say medium, medium to full before. Okay. But the, the taste is, uh, uh, you will be the first ones to taste it. Wow. You and, We appreciate and that. So I, one quick fact, I just want to, you know, here we are in Tampa. Tampa's home of McDill Air Force Base, Special Operations. Yeah. We have a veteran and. Uh, Scott uh, Scott Wozicki is with us. Scott uh, yes. was the Gulf Gulf uh, the Gulf first Gulf War. Thank you for your service. Uh, Scott is a is a, a, a Navy person. Ricky's also a former military. Thank you, Ricky. Ricky, thank you for your service as well. We're here because of you two gentlemen and others like you. Before we sign off, we want to give you a brick from our factory. Oh my God! This is from 1910. Has nothing really to do with brick house. This is a piece of the factory. It is. We had a renovation here. We had a few bricks. We'll give out for special people. Oh my God! On it for a hundredth anniversary of this factory. Oh my God! Thank you. Thank you so much. A a brick from the J.C. Newman factory. Here it is. It has everything to do with brick house, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Thank you. Awesome. It will be on my mantle, and it will be. uh, I'll be showing off. And here it is. The uh, from this uh, building here. 
1910. My God, thank you so much. Well, this is the Diamond Crown Experience, folks. Uh, you got to, I urge you, if you come to Tampa, give them a call and see if you can set up a tour to see the factory, to see the museum that's downstairs. It's really something. It's the last standing one, and uh, we hope that it continues. Uh, if you want to help that, go to cigar, SaveCigarCity.org, right? Correct. SaveCigarCity.org. This is uh, Bobby and Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory. This is the Diamond Crown Experience, folks. Uh, next week, we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. For Barry Stein, that's away from us. He'll join us back. For Chuck Morrison, who's a little hungover. That's why he's so quiet. Uh, it's, it's been a long run. Mr. Jonathan, Chuck Morrison, thank you, everybody, for joining us here. It is the Diamond Crown Experience. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Hey, and whether you're smoking cigar number 13 or number 14, and you know what? I almost made the mistake. Always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll be back next week right here on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Yeah, you want to know what Lenny Clark has to say about Two Guys Smoke Shop? Two guys, the Two Guys Smoke Shops guys are the nicest guys. And I'll tell you, sometimes you go into a cigar store, you really don't know what you're looking for. It's very intimidating. And a lot of times people have a tendency to be arrogant with you, like they know it all. Not the guys. Hey, what? The guys up at the Two Guys Smoke Shop. If you're a first-time smoker or you're looking for a great, go in and see them. They'll put you at ease. They'll make you feel at home. They'll get you the best cigar you can get for the best deal. You can't beat it. And then whenever I'm in New Hampshire again, if I'm in high-speed police chase or something, I'll stop in and have a smoke with those two guys. Why, thank you, Lenny Clark.